Hey everyone, Quincy here. Wanted to say thank you for catching this replay of the hashtag Ask a Soccer Pro show on your audio platform of choice. You can re-listen to this episode and all our other interviews, episodes, and audio shows over at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also learn more and enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash PSTM. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash PSTM to enter to win for free today. Thanks again and enjoy today's episode. Yo, what's going on, guys? I know it it takes a couple seconds for everyone to start finding out that we're going live, but what up? Vega Cha? Is that Vega Cha? Is that right? What's going on? Welcome. Soccer Chance Academy joined. What's going on? Michelle, how are you? Lit, Lit Rena, what's going on? Norby, what up? Tyler Porter Official, uh, Michelle Mason, what's up? Hey guys, so those of you who are joining, um, I'm professional soccer player Quincy Marquois. I'm in my ten- I'll be going into my 11th year professional in MLS, and I'm going live. So we are episode, this would be episode two of the Ask a Soccer Pro show, hashtag Ask a Soccer Pro, um, where you guys can join us live. Right now we're a little bit sporadic, but I'm, I will eventually have a set time down weekly where I'll hop on and I'll do the show. I'm thinking Thursdays at 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time, but until I got that time locked down, I'll kind of jump on live sporadically for the show, but this is episode two, and this is your opportunity um, to go ahead and ask a soccer pro any questions that you have. So, um, if you're just joining for the first time on the live, make sure you drop some questions that you guys have below. I go through in the order in which they're received. I usually hang out for about 30 minutes or so, and uh, we can... uh, We get going with answering your questions. So if you've wanted to ask a soccer pro uh, a question, now is your time to do it. So in the meantime, uh, Jordan, what's going on? Let's see, Eric, thanks for joining. Um, Yeah, so like I said, uh, go ahead and start dropping in your questions here. And as we start getting a couple, I'll start making my way through. They can be about pretty much anything, but usually... I would assume most of most of you guys are following the account for soccer education, soccer knowledge, and all of that. And I'll I'll be happy to kind of share some some of my insights. So let's see what we got here. Let's go. Oh, actually, probably makes it more sense if I if I join the live on the other one, so I'm not always on the screen. Let me see. There we go. So I joined my own live, uh, but all the stuff doesn't come through there. Okay, I was going to join from the my other account so I can do that. So I'm going to have to sc- scroll up and down on the screen to do that, guys. So bear with me. Jordan said, have you ever played against Alfonso Davies? I know I've played the Vancouver Whitecaps a lot, but I, I probably have, and I just didn't know it at the time <laughs> so I'd have to go I'd have to go in through my stuff and see if that's the case but I know he's he's blown up recently 
and um, now he's made the move overseas. So I think he's been he's been great for the league from a marketability standpoint, and um, from the highlights and stuff of, of games I've seen him in, he's been he's been tearing it up. He looks like a very high quality, high caliber player. <clears throat> um, Michelle asks, when I grow up, I will like to be a soccer player. Oh, that's not a question, but he said uh, he would like to be uh, a soccer player. Well, this is the proper channel to be on to learn how to do that and to do that quickly, um, especially with our books and with our books and our and our YouTube channel and all of our trainings. You guys know that all of that information is free, and that's to help you improve your game as quickly as possible. And if you didn't know, you can head over to PerfectSoccerSkills.com/book and get all of our books for free. They're all for free. So you have no excuse not to get access to all the information you need to accomplish the goals you say you want to accomplish in soccer. The only thing stopping you from getting there is you and get yourself out of the way so you can accomplish your goals. But like I said, if you're just joining the live, um, this is the episode two of the Ask a Soccer Pro Show. Go ahead and drop any questions that you have in the live. Um, I'm 10-year MLS veteran Quincy Marquois. Um, going into my 11th year professional and uh, we go live on this account this account daily and I go live on the account at least once a week to answer your questions so if you haven't already you'll want to make sure you turn on push notifications so you know whenever we're joining live so soccer chance uh, Academy said what's your thoughts on the proposed extended college soccer season in relation to US soccer development in the pro game let me think I this is the first time I'm hearing this um, Soccer chance, so let me think about it. Uh, what are your thoughts on the proposed extended college soccer season? Well, I'd need to understand fully what the proposed extended season is, but I, um, so if you could give me a little bit more of that information there, that would be, um, that would help me give a better answer or have more context as to my answer. Um, but generally, from what I'm seeing with that, if they're proposing to extend the, uh, the season, in short, I think that makes sense. The um, the college season is very short compared to the pro season. So if we are farming players from college, so if most of you don't know, I went to UC Davis, so I played Division One uh, for four years at the University of California, Davis, and got drafted to the San Jose Earthquakes in 2009. Um, definitely from my experience, the the season from college to pro, it's almost like, it's like three times longer. And technically it's even more than that because the intensity of the games is higher, the level of play is higher, the speed of play is higher, and then the demands in terms of travel and and you know, now you're played paid to play, which is a completely different dynamic of playing for your for your team. Well, you're always playing for your team, but solely playing for your team. So in college, guys want to go pro um eventually, but for the most part, you're you're playing for the college because at most you're getting money to pay for school. So you're not you're not getting actual like a paycheck like you are in the pros, which very much changes up the dynamic of of soccer um, in general. But if you wanted to give me a little bit more information on that, I could I could probably expand on that. But I'd say in general, based on my understanding of your question, I think it's a net positive because it gives guys more opportunities to get more game time, so they're better prepared for the pro game because college doesn't really prepare you. Um, college, yeah, college doesn't prepare you for the, pro for the pro game the way people believe it does or would. And that's for like a whole, there's a whole bunch of reasons for that and it's not necessarily the fault of the college 
It's just was the design of the system at the time because soccer wasn't something that people were looking to in the long term to make uh, you know a professional career out of it. That's just that's something that's just now becoming like uh, I guess mainstream is the best way to put it. It's starting to come into the mainstream. So kids, parents, family, uh, I mean kids, parents, coaches, and other are trying to figure out ways in which to do that. So that's a good question. Uh, what did you do? Okay. Tyler Porter asked, what uh, did you do when you didn't fit in on a team if you were younger? Oh, okay. Well, let me break that down. There's a couple of levels to that. So depending on how young, it depends on how young you are and where you're at in your soccer development and then how much you believe, how much work you're willing to do yourself to get to the level that you say you want to get to. So, whew. Let's break that down. So let's say you're under the age of 10 and you don't really fit a team. Well, are you not fitting the team because you, you're, you know, all of the players had started playing at a younger age than you, so they're just technically more advanced than you? Are you not fitting in because you're a late bloomer like me? I, you know, I didn't hit puberty until I was like 17 years old, so I was, I was tiny. When I first came into high school, I was 4'11", 100 pounds and... Um, yeah, my freshman year of high school, I was that. So, like, is it because the players around you are developing faster from, you know, like, a biological standpoint? I mean, it, it really depends on the reason why. And then on top of the fact of the reason why, is the reason why that you believe it to be actually rooted in truth? That's more important. So, for me, when I'm really breaking down the, these keys and fundamentals, and we, we break them down definitely in the book, and we talk a lot about mentality, because I think... The most important thing to find the correct answer or figure out the best solution or strategy to attack your problem, your soccer problem, I don't like to call them problems, I call them obstacles, temporary obstacles, because they're just things in your way on your path to getting to your destination. So you just need to learn how to overcome them or navigate around them or break through them. It doesn't really matter. You just need to get to the other side. And the only way you can do that is with honest, truthful information. Well. How do you know if the information you're receiving from other people is honest? You don't know if someone's lying to you until enough time passes that you see results that aren't aligned with what they told you. So that's not very beneficial to you, right? You can't, it, it, it forces you to move slow if you can't understand when you're being lied to and when you're getting honest information. And everyone has their filters on that and your experience tends to let you or tell you who you should and shouldn't listen to. And sometimes that's other people. So for me, the way in which I approach it first with step one is called basically self-honesty. And I'm like, what does that even mean? Well, self-honesty is, are you honest with yourself first and foremost? Because if you can't even be honest with yourself, it doesn't matter if others are honest with you or they're lying to you because you're processing that information. The filters you're passing that through aren't helping you. So the first thing is saying, okay, wherever you are, seven years old, 10 years old, 15 years old, 22, pro, semi-pro, the first question you have to ask yourself is, am I doing everything necessary to be at the level I need to be at to excel at the current level I'm at for the aspirations that I have, right? That's, kind of, that's a deep question to ask yourself. But you have to be honest with yourself. If the answer to that is no, then it doesn't matter what's happening around you, what's going on. That's what you need to tackle first, right? Before you can blame your coach or blame the system or blame that you don't have a team to play with or the soccer ball you have isn't high enough quality, well, you've already established that you could be doing more. So until you've addressed that and you know that that's no longer the reason why you're not moving forward, you can't 
work on something else. Or you can, but I believe that's a waste of time, right? So let's say you've moved past that. You say, look, I am working as much as I can. I'm reading all the books and material. I'm watching people. I'm learning. I'm a student of the game. I work out more than, I, I spend a lot of time improving my game above and beyond uh, mandatory trainings and practices. And I'm, uh, I'm coachable and I'm open. Let's say you're killing it on all of that and you're still not advancing forward. Okay. Well then now we can start taking the next step in figuring out, okay, what is it that I need access to, to overcome those things? And am I willing to do what's necessary to get access to that? Right? So it's all a process. And that's why in the books, I really break them down and saying like, it, it's, so we call it the, the perfect soccer player blueprint, right? The goal is to become the perfect soccer player, right? But that's, that's a goal we can always set to achieve because we can never become perfect because we can always improve. Everyone says that we can improve. So that's a goal that we can forever chase, right? But then there's a blueprint to, achieve, to, to taking the steps necessary to achieve your goal, right? So a blueprint means duplicatable. Some one person did it so you can do the same. So you want to learn from what they did, the mistakes they made. And then once you s hit that particular point on your process, you now have information that that person might not have had when they were starting out or what they would have liked to have had before once they got going. So that was a good one, uh, real deep into that one. But that's what you do when, um, that's what you do when you, when you're not sure if you fit on a team. And that's not just when you're younger. That's, that's for me. Anyway, I'm just speaking from my perspective, my experience over, you know, 10 years playing in the in the league, um, what has served me well and uh, something I've seen has not having that mindset has, has failed a lot of a lot of players that I've played with over the years. Because, I mean, if it was just about talent and how good you were, then um, a lot of players wouldn't be on teams and a lot of players would be right. So uh, even if you're watching this, you probably know, hey, you know, this guy's not as good as me or that guy's not as good as me on the ball or on the field, but I'll say, okay, but what is he better than you at? And is what he, and this is he or she, um, is what they're better than you at more important than what you're good at? And how do you know if that's true or not? Right? Like, um, so I'll give an example. This, that was a very good one. Cause you, you opened up a can of worms on that. So an example would be, let's say my first touch is much better than the guys next to me, or I'm just a better, I have a, yeah, I'm a, I'm just a better player. I believe myself to be a better player than the guy next to me. Right. And the guy on the field's playing more than me or girl is on the field playing more than me. Well, what if they are way more coachable than I am? What if they're a much more better team player than I am? Right. Well, what does the coach value? Cause the coach is the ultimate decision maker. So if the coach values coachability and someone who plays for the team more than the player who's actually the best with their feet or their skills or what they do, um, you're not going to get your opportunity or chance to play. And if you keep fighting, fighting that, then you're wasting time. So you either have to make the decision on, I'm going to put in the work necessary to, to, uh, to get better at the things I believe are holding me back in this case, let's say coachability or I believe the coach is wrong and their philosophy is wrong and what they're doing is incorrect. And I'm going to go find a system that values what I bring right now. But that's a decision you have to make, right? If, um, and that's, what's very difficult about the pro game. Like those are constant battles and struggles that you're having to ask yourself. You're saying, okay, at what point am, at what point is it worth my effort and energy to continue to pursue this or to get better at this? And at what point is it, 
uh, best for me to uh, stay strong in what I know I'm good at and what I can do and look for opportunity elsewhere. And that's why, that's those are the parts of the, of the pro game that um, many players don't understand because they don't understand it until they're experiencing it. And um, if you don't know what to do when you're experiencing it, you might lose your opportunity right then and there and you might not ever have another one. So hopefully that, that helps. SJ, uh, SJ Jose, I'm doing well, thank you very much. Christian, what's going on? Um, what up guys, so like if you're just now joining, I'm 10 year MLS pro Quincy Marquois. You are watching episode two of the Ask a Soccer Pro show where you get your opportunity to ask a soccer pro. So um, if you haven't been on a live before, how it works is you send some questions in, drop them below and I scroll through and I start answering them. And if you haven't already, you're gonna wanna make sure you go to perfectsoccerskills.com slash book and download a free copy of the Perfect Soccer Player, Player Blueprint, Master the Nine Keys to Soccer Success. Um, that's where, though we I show up here live at least once a week and there's a pro or a former pro um, who goes live on the account every single day to kind of get your questions answered, most of the questions you guys have um, we've already answered in the book and we put it together in the book so maybe if your question isn't answered here, here on the live directly um, the, your chances are your question is answered in our book and you have no excuse not to get the book because it's free and it's there to help you help yourself because we're here to sell you on the idea that you are all you need to achieve and accomplish the goals you are setting out to achieve and uh, yeah so back into the questions uh, Lit Rentna 11, you know, you guys' uh, screen names. Um, how long should you be practicing every day? Okay, um, I want to give practical advice for how to do it, but uh, for the most part, all right, that's the best way to think about it. How long you should be practicing every day should be tied to the goals and ambition you have. So if you just want to get casually better, you know, practicing 15 minutes a day, three days a week is, is probably enough if you're doing the right things um, and focus on the right things. But if you're saying you want to be a pro soccer player, well, okay, maybe an hour a day is enough if you've already been developing doing what you need to do up to this point. But if you're already two, three, four, five years behind in development of where you should be right now, then that could be two, three, four hours a day to address the fundamentals that you need to have in place so you can build to build so then maybe that time can go down. So these are good questions because they allow me to at least give you guys a little bit of a framework of how to be thinking about it because each person, each individual person is different, right? Each individual person has strengths, weaknesses, goals, aspirations, access to resources, um, lack of access to resources. So the the thing that I'm, I'm most uh, set on making sure I'm conveying and, and, and teaching you guys, or at least giving you insight on, is no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, no matter what your goals are, there are some fundamental things that you need to have in place to be able to build, right? So for example, um, in order to build a skyscraper or a one-bedroom apartment or a, a school or a library or a, 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 an apartment complex, um, if I do not have a solid foundation, no matter what I build, it will crumble. Maybe not now, but eventually. 
And the bigger I build, the harder it will fall, right? And the faster it falls. So, so when I'm speaking, and what you'll see with what we speak about on our account, we might not be really teaching you the most fancy or flashy things going on because those aren't foundational. Uh, you can only do those fancy, flashy things if you're built on a good foundation, right? I can show you a beautiful, the tallest building in the world, biggest skyscraper, beautiful windows and everything. I can show you that. That will capture your attention. That's the flashy stuff. That's the fun stuff that everyone wants to look at. That's what they want to visit, right? But in order to get that, you have to first know how to build the foundation, a solid foundation, and you have to be patient because it takes time to create that, right? The, the architect who built that beautiful tallest building probably had to make a couple hundred buildings and a couple, probably a couple thousand buildings, many of which were probably very ugly, tedious, time consuming, and weren't anywhere near what this final product is, right? But we tend to just see the final product. So, so zooming out from all of that, the real thing is building a solid foundation. And the foundation for soccer, as well as on the field and off the field, is mentality right? And we kind of talked about that a little bit earlier in the, in the live in terms of self-honesty is the pillar, the pillar of that. So getting to a point where you can be honest with yourself about where you are and where you want to go and the work you're willing to do to get there, that's going to already set you apart from most of the people around you and what they're willing and not willing to do because they're going to say what they're willing to do, but they're not going to, they're not going to actually put it into practice, right? So once we've established that we're honest, we're maybe we're not happy with where we are in our soccer development or where we are in life. And then we've, we've asked ourselves what we could do to get better at it. And then we ask ourselves, are we willing to do what's necessary to get better at it? And if we're answering yes to both of those, then we can take the next step. And the next step would say action, right? Self-initiative. What are we going to do to execute on what we say we need to do to get to where we want to go, right? So it's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy. And you can't move forward until you've addressed the thing um, before. So you've got to be honest with yourself. Then once you know what you're willing to do and you've sought information on how to go about doing it, watching lives like this, um, reading books like the one that we give away for free, um, that's all great. Getting your questions answered is great. Seeking information is great. But none of that matters if you don't take initiative. And no one can take initiative for you other than you. So you have to take self-initiative. You need to take action towards your goals. So let's say you're there at that point in your process. You know, you're taking action, but this isn't working and I don't know, I don't know how to evaluate what it is I'm doing. Well, now we need to create a process or, or, or a platform or a foundation that allows you to look back and look at what it is that you've done over time and then self-reflect to decide if it's the best thing for you to continue doing moving forward, right? So it's a process and it takes time, right? Um, you're not going to build to that point, you're not going to build the biggest, most beautiful uh, uh, skyscraper the first time, your first time out. And if, if that's your expectation, then you're literally setting yourself up for failure, even if you don't believe that that's what you're doing, right? So um, self-honesty, self-initiative, then self-accountability, right? Taking action steps is great. And, you know, being honest with yourself is great. Taking action on what you said you're going to do is awesome. But that isn't all, that's not all it is, right? Because for instance, if you're saying you, you have a weight goal, you wanna lose weight, well, it doesn't help if you work out on every third Sunday, when you feel like it, whenever, 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 right? That, it, it doesn't work like that. Um, 
you need something in place. You need to hold yourself accountable. You need to be held accountable. You have to hold yourself accountable for the things that you said you want to do or improve and the actions that you've taken or you're taking, right? So those are your three steps right there. Self-honesty, self-initiative, self-accountability. And if you're being honest with yourself, if you know you're lazy and you're not going to get up and do that workout, if you know you, you were self-sabotage, well, be honest with yourself. What do you need to put in place to hold yourself accountable to the goals you've said you want to achieve? Because like you said, you're being honest with yourself, right? And if you're honest with yourself, you know what you need to do to get to where you say you want to get. And if you don't know what you need to do, then you know what you need to do because you need to go figure out or uh, reach out to or learn from people who've done what you want to do and use that information as your basis to get started, right? So there are no excuses. Well, I mean, there are. There's millions of them. But ones that prevent you from moving forward are, are meant to keep you where you are. Because if you want to stay where you are, then you don't have to do any additional work. And it's, it's a lot easier to, to blame everyone else for your problems and why you're not getting where you want to go than to take personal responsibility for where you are and then put forth the steps necessary and put in the work necessary to get to where you want to go. Everyone will always hear, if it was easy, everyone would do it. And they understand that from a surface level. But those who, are fi who find success understand that on a deeper level, right? Because there is going to be a lot of self-doubt, haters, people who don't believe in you, people who, don't, who think what you're doing is stupid, people who don't think you can do it. Well, if you allow that to stop you from doing the work you know is necessary to reach your goals, you're proving them right. And I think I said on Twitter before, and I'm saying it, and I'll say it all the time. Uh, I said to make it pro, you have to imp uh, to make it pro. You have to um, enjoy proving people wrong more than you enjoy having fun, right? That's the level of operating system you have to be on to really do what's necessary to accomplish your goals. But that's not just for pro, right? That's to achieve insert whichever goal you want, right? When you're first starting out, chances are. The only people who will believe in you, if you're lucky, are your parents, if you have them, or maybe your best friend, or you know you have a family unit who believes in you, right? But many people don't have anybody. Well, okay, so then your goal is to prove everybody wrong who doesn't believe in you, right? So how much more, um, how much more happy, how much more fulfilling are you going to be, are you going to have when? When you, despite people who don't believe in you, despite all the things they have to say about you, despite all the obstacles, temporary obstacles in front of your face, you overcome them and you prove them wrong. Well, if you can get into that space, what could anyone tell you? What could anyone tell you? They couldn't tell you anything. They couldn't tell you anything because you'd know when they're telling you something you can't do, they're just projecting their insecurities onto you. They can't do it so they think you can't. Right? That's basically what it is. And if you believe that, then it's true. And if you don't believe that, it's not, it's not true. But it's only not true if you put in the work for a long enough period of time to reach where you say you want to go. And when you're starting out, you might not understand how much work is actually necessary to achieve the goals you say you want to achieve. And that's where it gets very easy for people and kids to say, oh, I want to go pro one day. Everyone would love to go pro one day, but do you really understand what it takes to get there? And most kids, parents, coaches don't, which is why they'll say that so casually, right? 
But once you start really putting in the work, you understand what it takes, you realize it's something that very few people achieve because very few people are willing to do and make the sacrifices necessary to get there. So those are very great questions. I appreciate that. So like I said, if you are just joining live, this is the episode two of the Ask a Soccer Pro Show. Um, I'm 10-year MLS vet Quincy Marqua. And um, this is your chance to get your questions answered by, uh, by me on live. And the account overall, uh, Ross, uh, I know a lot of you guys join in on the, the lives with, Ro with Ross. Ross and I played together for the Colorado Rapids back in 2010. So, um, yeah, on this account, you get to talk to current and former pros and get your questions answered. So, this is episode two. And yeah, so drop your questions in if you've got them. And thanks for joining in if you're on live. Okay, NCAA proposes to play fall. Uh, what's going on, Hector? Thanks for joining. Let's see, how long should I be practicing and how do you feel about the Canadian Premier League? Well, um, I'd already kind of, uh, earlier in this, I already kind of went deep into uh, what's necessary for practice depending on where you are. So if you watch the, re what I'll do is I also download, I'll download this video and I upload it to YouTube. So if you're watching, if you're watching the replay of the live on the Instagram account, um, or you're, yeah, what was, I, what was I trying to say? If you're trying to watch the replay and maybe you missed the replay on the Instagram account, um, know that I always uh, post the live over on our YouTube channel as well as our Facebook page. So, um, yeah. Hey, sorry to interrupt, but if you've enjoyed listening to this episode and learning what it takes to increase your mental strength, well, how would you like to work with me one-on-one -on -one directly? Now you can with Be Pro Mentality. Head over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash bpro. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash B-E-P-R-O to apply to work with our network of pro players today. Uh, what's going on, soccer shop? I'm a striker. I struggle using my body to hold off defenders. Any advice? Jordan asked that. Well, uh, yes, I do. That is a big part of my game. So if you've watched any of my game, m most of it is I, I, I prefer to be a target striker. I like to hold up the ball like traditional 4-4-2 um, and lay the ball off for our midfielders to, to join in. And um, I, I would say that I'm not particularly the tallest or uh, the, biggest, the biggest guy, but what I have learned um, to do over time is how to very much position my body in a manner to use the opponent's um, weight against them. So uh, a way to go about doing that is obviously it's just like repetition and practice, but something that you could do is you can, you could do cross training would be judo. So practice judo, because what that does, what that does in, so for most of you who, for those of you who don't know, um, judo is just kind of like a martial art where a lot of it is hip tosses and throws, and much of what much of what you learn is is learning how to use the opponent's um, weight and momentum against them to get them going. Brute force. When someone's fighting against you, it's very difficult to to uh, to overcome that force, even if they're a very small person, right? Like, even if you're you're working with like a a, a fifty pound person, if they're fighting against the direction you want to go, 
it's going to be difficult for you to do it. But to that point, if that person, if that person is fighting this way and you want them to go that way, now you use their weight against them and now they're, they're going wherever they go. So it doesn't matter if that person weighs 50 pounds or 500. It's as soon as you can feel the point of their, their weight and where they're shifting, you can move them where you want them to go. If you can be a step ahead of where they believe they want to be and where you want them to be. So, so I'm trying to figure how to describe this through, uh, through live, but it's, it's basically going, if I have a defender on my back, right? But I know I want to receive the ball to my left foot, right? If I position myself too early and I'm leaning on him, as the player passes the ball, the moment the ball gets touched, the defender's going to step away from me. So I'm, I'm going to fall into his space. And now my ability to receive the ball with my left foot is much more difficult, if not impossible, because the defender can step across from me, right? But if the ball's there and I want to receive it to my left foot, right? I may first push into him so he steps away before the ball's played. As the ball's played, I step back, right? And this can be, it's very, this is very subtle. I wish there's someone behind me so I can show it, but it's very subtle. So I'd step away from him. So now that forces the defender to come away. Then when I step into this space, as he's coming in with me, the ball is now being received, right? But since he's stepping forward with me, his momentum is taking him forward. But the ball is in a, in a position for me to now turn. So as he's moving forward, I'm turning and using his momentum against him. So hopefully that, that makes more sense. So most guys stand still. And that works if, you're, if you have low center of gravity and you're much stronger than the other person. But most guys might not be because there's bigger center backs. So you have to be more clever. So your first thing is you're taking him and stepping him away before the ball comes in. As the ball's coming in, now the defender's stepping with you because they're on your back. But as he's coming across, now as the ball comes in, you're turning it away and using the defender's momentum against them, and now you can spin out the other way. Once you've done that, and you've established that at least once or twice, um, the next time the ball's gonna come in, right? The next time the ball's coming in, uh, the defender is now hesitant of his ability to step into that space because he knows you can spin him. So now that he's thinking about that, right, you now have the ability to establish yourself in a more grounded position and just receive it directly straight on. Because now he's not going to over, he's not trying to step into that space for you. So now just having your hand on him is, is sufficient because from, from his perspective, that's the same position he was in when he started, right? So from, from his knowledge of where the ball's coming in, he believes that you have the ability to hold him off the ball when this ball's coming in, even if that's not true in that moment, right? But you established it because the first time you took him away, brought him back, and as he came in, you used his momentum against him. The next time, you may not have, would be able to overpower what he's doing, but because you made that movement, he stays still where he is. So now he's not as strong because he's standing straight up. That's a good question, and I never really had to explain that without physically doing it. So hopefully that helps give you kind of like a deeper understanding of the, there's a lot of cat and mouse games happening on the field that 
uh, I think most fans, most people who are watching as fans don't see because they're not understanding the deeper level of the game, right? So the surface level is kind of the ball, where the ball is, where it's moving, but there's meta games, like mini games, happening between two players over time. And what you'll also see is like in the beginning, maybe one player is taking, you know, taking, eating the other guy's lunch, right? And you're like, oh, this is amazing. But the game's 90 minutes, you know? A lot of guys are filling stuff out. What is this guy good at? What is he bad at? What is he scared of? Where does he step? How is he in his space? 20 minutes in, 35 minutes in, now you're coming in at halftime. You're coming back in. You're kind of downloading all of those things. And now you're adjusting what you're going to come out and do for the second half. And all of a sudden, the whole thing can change, right? So, like, it's all mental, first and foremost, especially at this level, um, because everyone is pretty much on the same level um, athletically. So... Yeah, if you're, if you're someone who watches the game as a fan, try watching it as a student, right? Try paying attention to something and, saying, see, and try to learn from like, hey, okay, why is this guy standing over there as opposed to here? Why isn't he doing this versus that, right? Okay, this guy I would think would be doing this, but he's doing that. Oh, is it because, you know, this guy's first touch is so good that he can't close space, so he's, he's giving him respect? Is it this guy's so fast breaking in behind that he has to create that space. Well, maybe he knows that this guy's super fast at getting in behind the space, but he knows the midfielder doesn't pick his head up and he's not seeing that ball in that space. So the defender can completely ignore, completely ignore that and be way close and tight to this super fast player who would beat him on an open run down the line because he can recognize the vision of the midfielder is limited, right? So these are things that you're learning as you play, and the more and more perspectives you gain as you're as you're as you're moving through the game. Um, let's see. Uh, Jordan, oh, what up, Serena? Uh, Ricardo. So let me scroll. Okay, so yeah, guys. Um, I think, like I say, a lot of the times, especially as the account grows and more and more people join. And sometimes the it might get super deep into questions. It takes some time. Um, you'll want to make sure you turn on push notifications so you're one of the very first people to get your questions in because that's probably the, the best chance you'll have of getting your question answered because <laughs> um, there's just a bunch of stuff comes through. So um, what time is it? Yeah, I was planning on being on for like 30 minutes, but I'll be on like 10 more minutes and answer a couple more questions and then we'll go from there. But let me see. So... Rabez, what's up? MLS News joined. What's going on? Um, Kevin, I'm doing good. Thank you. Um, okay, I was asked, how were you able to stay in the league for 10 years? Okay, so the reason I've been able to stay in the league for 10 years, and I talked about it a little bit earlier in the, in the live, is my mentality. Uh, I would say the biggest contributing factor is my mentality. And then the second would be my willingness to not lie to myself and do what I needed to do to overcome whatever short-term obstacles were in my way. So that would be the shortened version. So to that point, mentality, that's just the foundation. Like, um, and the process that I just walked you through, self-honesty, self-initiative, self-accountability. Those are the three pillars of my mentality and how I've developed it over the course of my life, right? And what that has allowed me to do is it's allowed me to gain enough experiences to now self-reflect on those experiences and really uh, look back and see 
where I could have done better, how I could have done better, and then have that as information that I'll now use moving forward. So you're never going to avoid making mistakes. And actually making mistakes is, is a really good thing, depending on the perspective that you take, right? In the moment, a mistake is hard, it sucks, it hurts. It doesn't make you, maybe doesn't make you feel good, right? But a mistake is extremely valuable based on the perspective you take because Making a mistake means that's an opportunity to learn. And if you can learn from your mistake and learn to avoid making that mistake in the future by actually doing it, like you have to take action. Like if, if I knew it was a mistake to stay up till five in the morning playing Fortnite, right? Um, for my game at eight in the morning. Well, it's great that I knew I make a mistake, but if I'm doing the same thing again at five o'clock in the morning the next day, I, I clearly didn't learn from my mistake. So um, mistakes are only beneficial if you use them to take self-initiative, right? So I'm self-honest, I made a mistake, that's okay. Self-initiative, what am I gonna do to correct that mistake or do what I can to not, or put in place a process to not make that mistake again in the future and what am I gonna do to hold myself accountable to making sure that I don't repeat that mistake um, in the future? Right? So the second you make a mistake and you put it through that process, that mistake now becomes valuable to you. And the reason why it's valuable is because it's rooted in experience. Right? And you'll see um, here at Perfect Soccer, we, we don't tell you what we think, we tell you what we know through our own personal experiences. Right? So we're telling you what worked for us and what we did for ourselves right? over time. And these are experiences that we've gained and perspectives we've gained and gathered over time. So we can share these experiences and lessons with you. but it's only information to you until you receive it. Once you receive it, now it's knowledge to you. But knowledge doesn't mean anything. You can read a book on how to build a car, but that doesn't mean you can do it, right? Applied knowledge, right? So taking action on the knowledge you have is how you build experience. And experience is tangible, that's analog, right? We're on a digital world, but analog is still important for us as humans, right? This is how we physically move through space. We physically experience things. Right, and I think we get disconnected sometimes in this this virtual world because we assume because we know something that means we've experienced it, and those are two separate things. Right, um, understanding and experience is much more valuable than understanding and knowledge. Right, I can know how to build a book, I can know how to build a car by reading a book, but that skill is nowhere near as valuable as knowing how to build a car. Just in general, right, because that's a skill, right. Yeah, knowledge is surface level, experience is a skill. And you only develop skills over time, right? And as you develop skills over time and you gain more and more experience, that experience now turns into wisdom because now you know it's rooted in truth, right? It doesn't mean that truth can't change over time, right? But when you can refer back to an experience, that's much more valuable to you than just general offhand knowledge, right? So like I said, it's a blueprint and there's it's a process and it's practice, and it takes time, and it's hard to do, and it's hard to stick to, which is why few people achieve their goals, right? Big and small. The process, right, the foundation is the same for all of us, right? We may have more or less access to resources or information than others, but if that's the reason why you don't pursue or do what you're doing, no matter what you try to say to me or how you try to say it, it is an excuse in one form or another. So if you're gonna make excuses, you're, you're, prevent, you're literally wasting time. If you make an excuse, you're wasting time. If you're wasting time, that means 
that might be the time you needed to apply towards what you needed to get out of where you are or what your what obstacles, like I said, temporary obstacles you're facing, right? And the one thing is this, would you waste your time if you knew how much time you had left to live? Right? But the thing is, you're assuming you have an infinite amount of time, but you don't. You don't know how much time you have. So how do you know if you wasted a minute or five minutes or 10 minutes making an excuse that that 10 minutes wasn't worth $1 million to you 10 years from now. That's how you have to start thinking about your time allocation, right? What is time and how do you value it, right? Many people value their time in hours work, right? I work one hour, I get $20, okay, okay. That's fine. Do you value your one hour of time at $20 or $100 or whatever that is, right? But someone can only pay you $20, $100 or whatever if they can make more off of that time. So you're getting paid less than what your time is actually valued at and worth, which is fine, but you need to understand that moving into it. So if you're spending time making excuses, who is that serving? And what are you spending it on? So let's say you let's say you're spent you spend ten minutes a day, six days a week making excuses. Oh, okay, I'm thinking about it better. You spend ten minutes a day, six days a week making excuses, right? But maybe you don't believe their excuses. But I'm telling you, you you do, and you probably spend more than ten minutes a day making excuses. This is complaining, making up uh, this person, that person, that. Let's just say it's 10 minutes, but it's probably more like an hour because you're not even talking about like the internal dialogue of just being angry about stuff and all that kind of stuff, right? Let's just say it's 10 minutes. Well, in six days, that's 60 minutes, that's one hour. Well, how much money, how much do you value that hour? Do you make $10 an hour? Can you make 20? Can you make 100? Can you make 1,000? Whatever that number is, would you pay someone so let's say you make $20 an hour. Are you willing to pay someone $20 a week to listen to you for one hour complain about your excuses? Would you let someone pay you $20 to hear their excuses? Like, do you wanna hear someone else's excuses for why they can't do something? Because in order to hear their excuses, you have to spend your time to hear it. So let's say your friends around you, your friend spends 10 minutes a day making excuses and complaining to you about what's going on with them and you listen to them every day for six days 10 minutes a day you just spent an hour of your time listening to them make you excuses but did they pay you twenty dollars for that time that's where i would ask you why not that'd be a quick way to get people to stop wasting your time is to tell them to pay you for your time because your time is valuable but if you don't believe your time is valuable then that's true right? And if you believe your time is valuable, then that's also true, but it's not, but it's not based in reality until you take initiative to make that true, right? So for instance, so what does that mean? So if I believe my time is valuable and I'm telling you, listen, yeah, you can complain to me for an hour this week, no problem, but that's going to cost you $20. If that friend doesn't want to pay it, then they don't value your time because they don't think it's worth $20. Well, if they don't think your time is worth $20, then why do you want to spend time with them? That's a question you need to ask yourself and answer. Like I said, self-honesty. Maybe you enjoy time with them. Maybe you need them. Maybe, you know, you can't break away. Okay, that's fine. But what I'm telling you is, if your time is valuable and you're wasting it on things that are holding you back, 
you are self-sabotaging from achieving whatever it is that you say you want to achieve. And that means you're making an excuse because you're not willing to cut the things out that you need to to get to where you need to go because you don't value your time. Not them. Right? So internal. Everything is you. It's your fault. What could you do better? What can you improve? Even if 99% of the problem is something outside of you, that means 1% of the problem is you. Focus on that 1% until that 1% is completely taken care of. And then if we now, now know it's 100% the problem of the other person or the individual or the circumstances or the environment, well then it is still within your control because you need to remove yourself from that environment. And if you don't, then you're maintaining where you are. And then if you try to tell me, well, I can't leave my environment or I can't get out of it or I can't do this or I can't do that, I'm saying, I'll say then accept where you are. If you're saying there's nothing more you can do, nothing you could say, nothing you could do, nothing you could build, no one you could talk to, nothing you could learn, nothing, the man is holding you down, right? The system is oppressing you. There's no way to overcome the system. Well, you've said that, so that makes it true. And if that's true, then there's nothing you can do. So then accept where you are and accept that nothing will change and hope and pray that someone else changes it for you because that's the only thing that could happen based on the belief system you've chosen to adopt, right? These are good questions, guys. We're getting deep. We're getting real deep. Um, Match said it's fun proving people wrong. I agree, right? Um, you remember me? I'm the one that asked you, can we get a ride in and, in and out? Yeah, actually, I do remember that. We gave you a ride over to In-N-Out with your friend after a game one day. Um, let's see. Uh, Jordan said, how many times a week do you work on fitness? And here's the thing. I'll, I'll spend another five minutes because, you know, guys, I can ramble on and talk about stuff till I am blue in the face. So we'll say five more minutes. I'll maybe answer another question or two here. And then we'll go from there. So how many times a week do you work on fitness and how long is each session? So that's very specific to where I'm at in the season and where I'm at in my career. Right? So I'm uh, I'm starting to get up there in numbers of years. So my, my uh, focus is more on, like, uh, maintenance and um, injury prevention, as opposed to maybe earlier in my career is more about you know pushing yourself, getting more reps in, and kind of going from there. But in, in general, so like I'm 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 tailoring back up my training regimen. Um, you know, when the season ends, you basically take three weeks off where you don't do anything. Then the next week would be like very short, uh, two days a week of ten minutes of jogging. Then two weeks of that. Then now we're going three days a week, and now it's up to like. 30 minutes of running every other day with some like uh, body weight stuff and um, and then that just will in intensify as the weeks go on. So programs are very dependent on where you are um, but in general, right, um, doing additional fitness at least three days out of the week for 30 minutes, um, intense for 30 minutes, um, on and off. So it's like intense 30 minutes, three days a week, one week, then maybe um, maintenance the next one. So for, for that, what would that, what would that mean? So it would be like um, this week, for instance, I run on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, um, 30 minutes steady state each day of the week, right? But then now next week would be uh, 30 minutes, but it'd be like 10, 10 minutes high intensity, 10 minutes uh, uh, slow jog, 10 minutes high intensity, then maybe like a bike workout, right? And then you're kind of building from there. So like I said, 
like getting to the the uh, the building, the big beautiful building. You gotta build the foundation and go from there. Um, the best way to describe it is if if you got there super fast, you can fall super fast. So slow and steady building over time is the best way to put yourself in the best position to maintain whatever level you get to. Right? If you jump up too quickly you might not have enough experience and understanding to maintain where you are. That's why you'll see like, you know, one hit wonders and people who go viral and then they disappear or they explode on the, they explode on the scene, on the soccer scene and there's gonna be the next best thing and they're this, this, that and the other and then you don't hear about them anymore because one year of hype then one year down, that's really what it is. You wanna slowly build, I mean that will go into a whole nother thing of how I think would be the best way to kind of build talent. Um, we tend to, and I understand because we're kind of early in, in the marketing scene of it on the MLS side of stuff. Why we do promote and blow up these players because we want to get attention. We want to get people invested in the brand. So like it's not in, invest in the league. It's not that I don't understand that process. I just do also know that, you know, there's going to be a lot of guys who we think will make it are going to be that, but aren't going to pan out. Not because they weren't capable or able. It's just because it was too much too quick. And now they're in a bubble that isn't based in like reality. So, um, official memes. What up? Slow down and let me write this savage advice down. Yeah, man. Well, what's good is I, uh, I'll save this and then I'll repost it. So we should be good to go. And I make the, the live uh, replay available for like 24 hours on that. Um, Match said, dropping so much knowledge. Where do I get some of that sweet Perfect Soccer gear? Oh, well, head over to PerfectSoccerSkills.com. I know uh, we're, we're adding stuff every day the team is growing so it's been pretty cool to see we're also getting like more laser focused on stuff i definitely think like our best product is our soccer balls just because it's a really really high quality soccer ball and um it's basically at cost so i'm just trying to get you guys everything that you need to i want to remove any and all barriers and potential for excuses so that there's no reason that you can't get where you want to go if you're willing to put in the work. That's really how it should be, right? Like if we're creating a fair system, it would say whoever is the best because they did the most and worked the hardest deserves the spoils, right? And um, right now that might not necessarily be true in terms of the environment, but we can create that system. So that's what we're doing and that's what, uh, that's, you know, what the brand stands for. So um, yeah, the balls are over there and then I think also the shield tees, the t-shirts and stuff like that are also on the site. So get yourself one. Uh, but I really appreciate, you know, all the support for the brand guys. Um, a lot. Uh, pitched joined. What up? Official memes. Quincy Ross equals fire. Uh, thanks so much for the inspiration. You're a real man. H, uh, HKY11. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Also guys, like if you have other friends like who love soccer and just, you know, love the sport or want to get better or are obsessed. I really appreciate when you guys share share the account or like tag us in tag us in your story. Um, tag us in your story. We like to re we always reshare on our story when we see the the tag. Sometimes you guys <laughs> you guys send a lot and before I can get through all the DMs to like reshare it, you know, in 24 hours it disappears. But when we see it, we repost it. So, you know, keep resharing and reposting and once we once we see it, we'll definitely reshare on our accounts. So, thank you very much for the um, Thank you very much for the support. I will, let's see, I'll do like one more question and then I'm gonna call it a, a day. Oh, uh, Miggy said, where was this all advice, where was all this knowledge when I was playing? Take advantage, people, whoa. <laughs> well, thank you very much, I appreciate that. Um, 
that's what we're doing it for. So like basically all the stuff, guys, all the stuff I'm telling you, all the things I speak about are things that had I known at a younger age would have been invaluable, right? Like, uh, like I spoke about earlier, mistakes are very valuable, right? So how much did your mistake cost you? Usually if the mistake cost you time, well, how much do you value your time? So if you value uh, your time at $20 an hour, or let's just say, I think everyone's time is worth much more than $20 an hour, um, right? But maybe you can't get more than $20 an hour for your time yet. Why? Because you don't have enough experience. So you've got to work less than what you're valued to prove that you can get the results you say you do, right? But to that point, let's say uh, my time is $100 an hour and I made a mistake that wasted me 100 hours, right? So this is what, okay, this is good because this is how I really want you guys to understand when older people are giving you advice based in experience, based in truth, right? If they're lying to you, then it's not valuable. It's actually going to waste you time and money. So you got to figure out how to tell when someone's lying to you and when they're telling you the truth, right? So that's a very valuable skill. So if there's anything I can teach you, very much develop that skill to tell what's when someone's lying and not. And the way you do that is, well, there's a lot of different ways to do that, but you can take on that information, then you can go and do your own research, then you can test it for yourself and see for yourself. But just because someone's telling you from their perspective, they may be, they may think they're telling you the truth, but it actually might not be. So, so how, how, my point is saying, if I realize later in life that I spent 100 hours of my time making a mistake, and I value my time at $100 an hour, that means how much? That's what, 100 hours, 1,000, 10,000. That's $10,000. Yeah, that's right, 100, 1,000, 10. That means that mistake cost me $10,000. Now, if I'm coming and I'm telling you the mistake I made, I'm literally saving you $10,000 if you value your time at $1,000. But what if you value your time at $1,000? I saved you $100,000, right? And I think the biggest thing that younger players and individuals don't learn until they're older, which is the too late. That means it's, that means just like, uh, uh, I forgot who had said it before. Where was I at with this knowledge when I was younger? The difference is maybe this knowledge and information was available to you, but you weren't, uh, you didn't believe it. You didn't believe it was valuable at the time or you weren't applying it. Right. And that's why I say knowledge is great, but knowledge without application, without implementing it does not create experience. The value, um, the tangible value is in the experience, right? The knowledge is, is perceived value, whatever someone uh, thinks it's worth, right? So the knowledge I'm telling you, you may think it's worth nothing. You may think it's worth a dollar. Maybe you think it's worth the 10,000 that I'm telling you because I can tell you, hey, uh, 100 hours, it was a mistake, cost me $10,000. So I'm saving you $10,000 if you avoid this mistake, right? But then you have, to, uh, you have to value the information I'm giving you to be willing to apply it in your own life. And if you apply it in your life and you see that it benefits you and you get good results out of it, i.e. your experience is good, now you may have leapfrogged what would then would have otherwise taken you 100 hours of hard work or 100 hours of doing making a mistake before you figure it out, right? So that is a hack for younger individuals. Really try to understand what people have learned through experience. And it doesn't mean it's true. It doesn't mean it's, it's the be all end all and the only thing, but what's valuable is this. If I tell you something, a mistake I made, and I tell you it, it's, it wasted 100 hours of my time, at least when you hit that point, right, what you can do is you can start with what the person had talked about first and see if that works, right? Start there and then move. Um, 
and then you can figure out from there. So you'll leapfrog that 100 hours. So what I'm seeing now is live is telling me I have less than a minute relating remaining. I didn't even know that you're limited on that. So I'm going to wrap it up. Thank you guys very much for joining the live. Like I said, we'll be doing this more regularly. If you haven't already, I very much recommend you go get a free copy of our book at perfectsoccerskills.com slash book. Um, that's going to answer more questions and more and really go get deep into the things that I talked about to you guys today. But thank you very much for the support. Um, I love all the support. This is what the brand represents and uh, we'll be speaking to you soon. So I will talk to you guys later. Quincy Ameriqua here, and thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to share it with someone you feel will get some value from it. And if you could take a moment to leave a review of our podcast wherever you're listening and let us know who you would like us to interview next, we'll get working on it right away. You can re-listen to this episode and all our other interviews, episodes, and audio shows over at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash P-S-T-M. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash P-S-T-M to enter to win for free today. Thanks again, and see you guys in the next episode.